Well, it certainly felt like people were kind of in a state of shock, to be honest, because this has happened really quickly. Just two days before her death was announced, we saw those photographs of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II standing up at Balmoral Castle. She had a stick. She was leaning on it, but she was smiling. She looked to be in good spirits as she welcomed in the new British Prime Minister, Liz Truss. Now, two days after that, we are now in a situation where Queen Elizabeth II has now died and we have a new king, King Charles III. And so people are trying to come to terms with the end of an era, one where they have never known any other monarch than Queen Elizabeth II, and to move forward into this new time and this new uh, epoch in history that will have a king at the head of the throne. Now, you, you did indicate that the Queen met uh, with the newly installed UK Prime Minister, Mrs. Truss, uh, or Miss Truss. Did she issue a statement already pertaining to the Queen's passing? Yes, she did. And, well, she was kind of notified, we think, that Her Majesty the Queen was unwell in the Houses of Parliament. She was actually there to start with, to deliver an energy plan that her government had been under increasing pressure to put forward, trying to cap energy prices for the public. So it had been long awaited. And then we saw this kind of shuffling within the House of Parliament as this note was passed along the front benches of both the Conservative and the Labour parties. And then their respective uh, leaders, Liz Truss, of course, the Conservative Party leader and Prime Minister, and then Sir Keir Starmer, the Labour Party leader, both Uh, seemed to look to leave the chamber. And then they issued a statement saying that they were offering their thank, their, uh, sorry, their support to the royal family at this time and their their wishes were with the Queen. Then obviously a few hours later, we got this notification from Buckingham Palace that in fact, Queen Elizabeth II had died. And then Liz Truss made a statement outside Downing Street, uh, basically paying tribute to the Queen, saying that she had been an inspiration to her Uh, and also giving thanks for the lifelong service that Queen Elizabeth II had given. And all the while, the flags are at half-mast around palaces across the United Kingdom and above Downing Street as well. What happens now that uh, the London Bridge is down? Take us through the protocols and the traditions or the plans for the Queen's funeral. Well, currently, her body remains in Scotland at Balmoral Castle. That is the estate that she owns there. She enjoys spending time there. And so her body will remain there temporarily. King Charles III and his wife, Camilla, who will be known as Queen Consort, have remained there overnight. So we're now uh, about 5 a.m. here in the United Kingdom. They've remained there overnight. I understand that he and Camilla will now come back to London via train. Uh, Now, we will then await the arrival of Queen Elizabeth II's body, also by train, to be transported back to London. If it can't be transported by train, it will be delivered by plane instead. There will then be 10 days of build-up to a state funeral. Her body will be basically placed in 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 state so that people can pass by it, her coffin, and basically pay their respects. That will take place inside a old hall in the Parliament. And then eventually, on the 10th day, this funeral will be held at Westminster Abbey. And dignitaries from around the Commonwealth, around the globe, leaders, presidents, prime ministers, they will all be invited to attend to say their final farewells to Queen Elizabeth II. 
I thank you so much. Our SABC correspondent, Laura Macon issued in London. For more analysis on Queen Elizabeth's passing and the succession of the royal family, we joined on the line by Professor Donald McCracken, Emeritus Professor of History at the University of KwaZulu-Natal, UKZN. A very good morning to you, Professor, and welcome. Uh, good morning to you. It's nice to be on the show. How would you describe Queen Elizabeth II's tenure as a head of state, and, and what impact will her passing have on the world? I think it's a, a, a remarkable impact. Um, and remember that uh, it's not only a, a, a monarch we're talking about, it's a, a head of state and a head of the uh, Anglican Church in England. Um, and uh, it might seem an anachronism today to have this hereditary principle of uh, a state leader. But in the case of Britain, it, it, it has worked. And it has worked because I think her reign was one where she adapted slowly and without great fuss. And uh, I think the English people have accepted that because uh, when she was told that she was queen, and remember she was in Africa when that happened in 1952, uh, the monarchy was uh, something that had basically been left over from the you know the, the days of hereditary and, 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 and aristocracy and what have you. And she dies uh, yesterday, and the, the whole country is, is, is in mourning. And, and it, it appears... To, you know that uh, there's an outflowing of of of, uh, of admiration for her because uh, essentially her personality pushed through reform. Um, she uh, she came in as a sort of empress queen, and uh, she saw through decolonization. Um, and I think it's very significant, you know, that she had friends in Africa. She had people like, you know, Kenneth Kayonda, and of course, later on, Mandela. They're a very, very close relationship. I, I don't know whether you remember um, when she came in, in March 1995, um, and Mandela was calling her by her first name, yes. <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone else would have dared do that. And, um, uh, you know, she liked it. Uh, so, um, uh, she, she has had this rapport with the, with the continent of Africa, I think, and that then has spilled over into uh, spilled over into, in, into Britain itself, which of course is now a multicultural country. You just look at the at the new cabinet that's been established, and you can that, that says everything about about modern Britain, folks, so that it, it may have. So I, I think that her, her her main legacy, you see. Um, Charles I, uh, who was king of England in the in the, in the, the 1630s, 1640s, uh, once said that a, that a monarch and a subject were clean different. Were clean different. Well, they are clean different. How could how could they be anything else? But she has managed uh, to create that monarchy uh, in, in a modern image, mm. and uh, that, that that is no mean feat. Yes. Now. The Australian Indigenous Senator Lydia Thorpe referred to the Queen as a colonizer during her oath of allegiance. But what sort of legacy you think she leaves behind? Well, I, I think first of all, she's modernised the, the, the monarchy. The monarchy now pays tax. Um, the hereditary principle exists. That is true, but only in the upper echelon. The House of Lords um, has been decimated of its hereditary peers. Um, uh, Britain is, is an advanced and, 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 and modern modern country. Um, now, she is not a politician, and she's never been a politician, and she cannot. 
actually, uh, and, and, and this is by tradition, make, uh, make political speeches. But, but she can, just by, by influencing, uh, you know, by what she, the people she says, the people she sees, um, and, and the odd things that she says, she, she, she can influence things. Uh, change uh, and the monarchy, of course, is, is not new. Even, even her old grandfather, George V, who was, uh, <laughs> who was very much of the old school, uh, realized you know, that there had to be some change. And, and he started radio broadcasting at Christmas in, in the 1930s. And, of course, the Christmas Queen's Christian, uh, Christmas message is listened to people around the world. It's not just in, 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 in Britain that it, that it happens. So I, I really think that um, she, and, and the survival of the Commonwealth, you know, if you want to be cynical, you could say the Commonwealth was invented uh, to enable Britain to pallet the unacceptable, which was the, the loss of empire. But she has managed to, to move it from that to something that is, that is very, very different. And, of course, it all depends on her successor, whether that institution is going to survive or not. King Charles III, he automatically becomes the king? He does. Uh, he's the eldest child, the eldest son, and uh, he, 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 he will b- become the monarch. Uh, uh, Charles I um, met a sticky end. He got his head chopped off in 1649. Uh, Charles II was much more um, worldly. I think that's the world one would use. Um, And uh, he he was king after a period when Britain had a republic. People forget that Britain, or England rather, had a republic in the the 1650s. And I I think maybe if if Charles III can have a a, a middle path between Charles I and Charles II, I think it's very interesting that he chose that to be named after that. I mean, he could have been King George or he, he could have been King Philip. He had a whole rack of names that he took. Now, his uh, his, his task is is, is is quite large. Uh, he, he has to now do things that were put on hold um, because people didn't want to change um, because of the, you know because of the aging the aging monarch, uh, he, um, he 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 will have a short reign uh, inevitably because he's into his seventies now. Um, he, he's not going to rule for seventy years like his mother. It's going to be like when when Edward the Seventh took over in, 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 as king in nineteen o two, and he was there until nineteen ten when he died. Um, and and he, he he succeeded. He didn't get on with his his mother. One of the, the things that struck me was the the affection yesterday that uh, the then Prince Charles and now. Charles III had for the mother, uh, which is not common in the, in the royal family. There's, there's, there's traditionally been uh, a great divide between generations, but it, it looks as mm. if he, 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 he bridged that. He has to reform the, the honour system. It, it, it's archaic. You know, you things like Order of the British Empire. Yes. Well, I mean, that, that just cannot survive <laughs> any, yes. anymore. Uh, there will probably be financial reforms. Um, yes. w- whether they're going to have all these palaces, you know, you just don't know what's going to, what's going to happen. The, 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 the Queen yes. Elizabeth did open some of these palaces, like Buckingham Palace, to the public. 